Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. Today's topic is a doozy. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to dive deep into this. It's gotten me all fired up, but we are talking about the thin line that exists between diet culture and cults. Are they really that much different? That's the question that I want to investigate and really peel back the layers on today. You might be thinking, Ashley, why are you even talking about cults? Why is this on your mind? How are these the same at all? Like, what are you talking about? Let me just give you just a little bit of backstory. I am obsessed with cults. I think they're fascinating phenomenon. I've watched all sorts of documentaries on cults because I think it's partially because my background in psychology just makes me really fascinated and interested in what makes people make certain decisions or why they have certain behaviors. Like what is the underlying motivation or cause of behaviors and and how we engage with others and the relationships that we build and what we choose to believe. I think that those aspects of human nature are just what make us so unpredictable and unique. And specifically, on the plane, my most recent plane ride back to Tucson, uh, I'm now back in Montana, but on my most recent plane ride, I downloaded a certain documentary that is called The Way Down, and it is about a religious cult, but one that's centered around weight loss and like glorified thinness. And it just really got me thinking. Like obviously you knew that 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 title and everything that goes along with that was going to draw me in like good job HBO Max. But it just really got me thinking like is what we do day to day are the diets that we engage in the beliefs that we pull from diet culture and the messaging we receive like are those things all that different from the guidance that you receive in this cult that glorifies the same thing. Like the outcome of both is telling us that we should be thin and thin is worthy, whether that's a worthiness in terms of how close you are to God or how uh, good you are in his eyes, or whether that's worthiness that is given to us by society, societal acceptance, beauty, uh, attraction from others, affection, love, whatever, praise, I just can't help but see the similarities between the two. So we're just going to explore some of those similarities. And my intention with this episode is just to maybe spark some questions for you, for maybe you to reflect on behaviors that you've engaged in, diets that you've tried, what influences it has had on your life, how it's made you feel, and maybe just start to question or change some of those long-held beliefs about what actually defines beauty or worthiness or health. So just to get on the same page, 
Diet culture simply refers to a set of beliefs, practices, values that prioritize thinness and tend to restrict certain foods in the pursuit of an ideal body shape or size. Like that is what it is at a base level. And there are lots of different diets, just like there are lots of different religions. So those things are going to guide you in different practices and behaviors within that set of beliefs and trying to achieve that same goal typically. But in general, they're trying to achieve thinness or an ideal body shape or size, and they do so by restriction, uh, rules, and practices. And in general, cults are simply groups that are characterized by intense and unquestioning devotion to a specific leader or ideology. So that ideology includes a set of beliefs and practices, values, behaviors that are associated with a specific religion. And while you can already see some similarities, even just by defining them, there's also some major tenets in both cults and in diet culture that are extremely similar. Big ones are control, the emotions associated of shame and guilt, the idea of worthiness or being good enough. There's an obedience aspect. There's rules and restriction. Like all of those are at the core or foundation of what builds up both diet culture and cults. You cannot have a cult if you don't have enough control or obedience, for sure. And in order to achieve those two, some of the most powerful emotions that motivate control and obedience are enforcing shame and guilt. And by enforcing rules and restriction, you can elicit those two emotions at such a deep and powerful level. And this is not unlike diet culture. Like just think about a diet that you start. You get a set of rules. You get foods that are restricted. You are told to be obedient by sticking to the diet. If you fall off the wagon, you fail. And that failure or deviating from the diet is eliciting those emotions of shame and guilt, which sends us down a spiral, which gets us back on that diet or another diet, depending on how much we quote unquote failed. And we are told that in order to adhere to the diet, we need to use self-control. Self-control is preached so often when it comes to diets. We need to control ourselves, to control our cravings, to control our instincts in order to follow the diet. And if we do not, we are weak and we have failed. This idea of self-control is threaded all throughout a lot of major religions and cults in general. And we use a lot of very similar language to tell us what to eat and what not to eat, what's good, what's bad, and how we need to control ourselves. So just think of diet culture, right? We have foods that are good and bad, clean and toxic, foods that are sinful or guilt-free. We are told to repeatedly ignore our cravings and suppress them, bury them down, trick ourselves into not engaging in those cravings or engaging in those bad behaviors. I don't know about you, but that sounds awfully similar to a lot of major religions and those that are threaded throughout cults. And cults are just a way more extreme version of many of these religions. And I just want to quickly throw in a disclaimer here that I am in no way against religion. I think that it is great however you choose to practice or not practice. 
I am not telling you how to practice or that your religion is bad. That is not my intention with this episode. But I do think that we can appreciate the similarities between uh, cults, which is an extreme version of these religions, and diet culture, and just question some things. I always think that that is valuable. Regardless of what religion or what you choose to believe, I think that we still need to maintain a level of skepticism or questioning. And that can help us make our beliefs even stronger if we ask questions and get evidence to help support whatever we believe. Like that is perfectly acceptable behavior. I just don't think that in either end, whether that's religion, in a cult, in diet culture, that we should just blindly follow whatever is told to us. And I know I'm probably still going to get some major heat for this opinion, but that's okay because at least it means that you've listened and you're thinking about it. But truly at a base level, both cults and diet culture tell us that our bodies or our humanness are the problem, that they should be controlled, that we need to ignore our instincts or what our body is telling us. And in the end, we simply can't trust ourselves, whether that's that we can't trust our bodies physically or that we just can't trust ourselves as humans. That is what we are told in both of these arenas. Another humongous similarity between the two is that they both promote the idea of us versus them. Followers are encouraged to see themselves as part of a special or superior group, and those outside the group are seen as inferior or misguided. The in-group is right, and the out-group is wrong. It's truly that simple. And if you love the people around you, then you will recruit them into doing the thing that you're doing as well, because it is the quote-unquote right way, whether that is in a religion or a cult, or whether that's in a diet, right? How many times have your friends told you, you have to try this diet, it is so amazing, I really want this for you because I just care about your health. If we think about it and peel back that messaging, it sounds really similar to, I really want you to be saved and get into the afterlife, so you have to join my group. Both scenarios assume that the non-follower is wrong or misguided, and we're trying to help them. And with this us versus them mentality, it can also mean that we isolate or we disassociate ourselves from people who are not in our same circle or holding the same beliefs, whether this is a diet or it's a cult, right? There is a ton of diet advice out there or weight loss advice out there that if your friends aren't also dieting or eating healthy or they don't exercise, that you shouldn't hang out with them too much because they may negatively influence you. Same idea in a cult. You don't want to associate with people who don't have the same beliefs as you because they could sway that belief. That's dangerous. We don't want that. And in believing that your way is the correct way, you are also implying that your way is the only way. And how many diets have you seen that say this is the way to lose weight? This is the only way to reach your goals, your health and fitness goals. This is the only correct diet for everyone. This is it. This is the magic pill. This is the magic formula. We are told that in many diets, even though you know, on this podcast, I preach and tell you guys, there is no one size fits all. And this is true for basically everything in life. There is not no one way to be a human or exist in this world or take care of yourself or practice religion or whatever. There is no one way. There is no correct answer. 
And by brainwashing us into believing that this is the only way, whether that is in a cult or in diet culture, that this is the answer and this is it, it also makes it so that it encourages you not to question, not to ask questions, to blindly follow. And that level of unwavering devotion to the diet or to the cult or to a religion means that we just lose a level of critical thinking. We lose a level of individual expression. We lose that piece of us that puts up the red flags and says, maybe this isn't right. Or here's new evidence that opposes my beliefs. Should I question things? And we ignore these red flags. Here's what I want you to take from this. Your most powerful tool as a human is your ability to think critically and ask questions. I don't think that we should ignore those instincts. I don't think that we should ignore those abilities. I think that we should use them. And if by asking questions and critically thinking, your beliefs are even stronger and even more solidified, fine, follow what you think is right. But the requirements for self-control and strict adherence obedience and unwavering devotion can be extraordinarily dangerous in either end. We know that cults are dangerous already. That's part of the name. That's part of what we learned in our history. But what about diet culture? I want you to see the similarities here. Anything that makes you feel intense levels of shame and guilt consistently, that makes you feel disgusting or bad or sinful or wrong, that tells you that you aren't worthy or good enough or smart enough or right, is dangerous and can have devastating consequences. The dieting industry is not your friend. It is not trying to help you. There is far too much pain and suffering that has been associated with this phenomenon. We don't need any more diets. On the extreme end, you try and diet and diet even more and more. It leads to eating disorders and disordered eating in general. People have been led to the point where they take their own lives or end up with extraordinarily powerful and crippling mental health struggles. You just deserve more. You deserve better. I just want you to be empowered to ask big questions, to question things that have been preached to you as the only way, the only path. Just ask big questions. If by asking those questions, you get the evidence that you need to affirm those beliefs, that's great. Keep going. If it's working for you and you feel happy, I think it's a beautiful thing. But I don't want you to be told that you are not worthy, that you are sinful or wrong, that you are bad and that you need to control yourself to the point where you feel extraordinary shame and guilt day in and day out, where you can only feel happy or fulfilled if you are following the rules. You are not an animal that needs to be trained. Strict obedience will strip us of our individual expression, strips us of our ability to follow our instincts and listen to our bodies, figure out what works for us, because we are told that this is the way, this is the only way, and if you don't do it, you will be punished in some way, shape, or form. You are an incredibly powerful force when you think for yourselves. And strict obedience is simply a tool used by people or industries that are trying to control your behavior, whether that's in diet culture and they're trying to control your spending, or whether that's in a cult where they're trying to control your mind or how you believe. You are better than both of those. So ask big questions, think for yourself, trust your instincts, and resist. 
I hope that this episode just got your gears or wheels turning. That's all I wanted. If you found this episode impactful, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Like I am just sitting in a room all by myself talking into this microphone. So connecting with you guys as listeners is my all-time favorite thing to do. And it really just solidifies and validates all of my intentions with this podcast. Like I truly just want to have bigger conversations. I want to have the hard conversations. I want to make you think a little bit more. I want to share my ideas. I want to connect with you. Like that is my intention. And by hearing from you and getting feedback, that is how I know that this is connecting or this is meaningful for all of you listening. So take this with you, share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.